Well, a lot of things are Sadie's fault, including No, actually, this that's the, one of the first lines of my notes. It's the Sadie, I told you I do it because uh, someone called us out for always saying that we're going to do a mini about things. Um, okay. We're going to. Exp- oh, this is afternoonified. It's a mini episode. Hi. Hi. This is the one time and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to not worry about introducing the episode. I got there. I took the back roads, <laughs> but I got there. Um, yeah, so I told you I was going to do it, Sadie. Uh, we're going to explore a concept that I introduced in the female cult leaders episode, uh, which is speaking in tongues. It was uh, Amy Simple McPherson saying, right? It's a Pentecostal thing, and she was a Pentecostal, so right. she did perform it. She was well-known, I guess, is, I don't know why it got brought up. Um, so quickly cite my sources. There's an article from the New York Times, a neuroscientific uh, look at speaking in tongues, uh, Britannica.com, uh, entry for glossolalia, and wikihow.com slash speak in tongues, which we'll get to in a minute. So we touched on it a little in the female cult leaders episode, um, and Sarah was nice enough to Google a definition of it mid-episode. Um, so to recap... I believe the exact thing she said, because it's the first line on Wikipedia. Uh, Speaking in tongues, or glossolalia, is a practice in which people utter words or speech-like sounds, often thought by believers to be languages unknown to the speaker. And this, like, the practice of it sounds really weird. Not, like, sounds in theory, but, like, physically, (laughs) to your ear holes, sounds weird. Sounds a little crazy. I'm gonna hate myself when I have to edit this, but I'm going to send you a clip of uh, someone in the now times speaking in tongues. So you can give it a listen through your headphones and I will play it for the listeners. Angelic forces, angelic reinforcement, angelic reinforcement, angelic reinforcement. Vika hata anda ata ora bata rata anda ek ek manda rasata. So that is not what I was expecting. No, what were you expecting? But also, like, it sounds really fake. Oh no, it is. Um, I expected it to be more Latin-y, I guess. Uh, well, I mean, it depends on on the person, um, and the context. And in this particular case. With this TV preacher, I think she just forgot what she was going to say. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like it, like I said, the first instinct is to just be like, oh, that lady forgot what she was going to say next and started freestyling. And that's my theory for that. It just sounds came out. That's, yeah. I mean, we've all been there. Yes, I've done improv. Um, <laughs> but for the sake of argument, let's take a, a little walk down the history of this phenomenon and see if there's any other causes. Also, for the sake of brevity and accuracy, I'm going to call it glossolalia in my notes, because that's what it is. Fair enough. First off, researching this sucked a giant ass, <laughs> because most of the sources I could find on speaking in tongues specifically were from Christian websites who think it's actually a gift from the Lord. Right. Yeah, that... uh that tends to be a thing. The rest of the results were reviews for the Talking Heads album. <laughs> Which, good album, not what I wanted right now. Uh, that's pretty good. And then we'll get to the WikiHow article at the end of the episode, because it's going to be fun. All right. So, glossolalia is very common in Pentecostal Christian worship services, but has also occurred in other sects of Christianity, as well as in other religions, such as paganism, shamanism, and the uh, God's Light Association from Japan, and voodoo, a little bit. Oh, yeah. That that 
Yeah, makes sense to me. So glossolalia was documented among various ancient religions, including some of the ancient Greek religions. So it's not new, obviously. Um, There are references to, quote, ecstatic speech in the Hebrew Bible in the books of Samuel and Kings. Uh, In Christianity, it has popped up periodically since the beginning of the church. And according to the New Testament, glossolalia first occurred among the followers of Jesus at Pentecost when, and I quote, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability, end quote. Hence Pentecostal. Yes. Uh, Pentecost being Probably. being a holy day celebrated 50 days after Easter Sunday that commemorates the thing that I just described. So... 50 days after Easter, the Holy Spirit was like, sup, and then the apostles started speaking in tongues. As you do. Yeah. I think they all just maybe ate some mushrooms and were tripping balls out in the desert, but... I mean... Assuming it's real. You can't say... You can't prove that they weren't. No, you can't. Uh, The Apostle Paul referred to it as a spiritual gift and claimed that he possessed exceptional ability in that gift. Uh, See 1 Corinthians for more detail if you're into that kind of homework. An account in the the book of Acts indicates that in the beginning of the Christian church, the phenomenon reappeared wherever conversion and commitment to Christianity occurred. So someone is all of a sudden filled with the spirit of the Holy Spirit and started speaking in tongues. So that I have a personal theory that it's less of the spirit of the Lord and more like a very extreme case of your brain getting so into worshiping that you just kind of go off. Kind of like a euphoria. Yeah. Like, you kind of zone out. Yeah. I I would believe that. That's what the movie Soul was missing. When they were in the place where, like, people were in the zone, like, playing piano and, like, meditating and stuff, was just a bunch of Christian preachers speaking in tongues. (laughs) So the, the greatest emphasis upon the gift in the early church was made by followers of the second century prophet Montanus, or Montanus. Neither of them are good. Montanus sounds right. But I'm I am just pulling that Mount out. Mount Anus. <clears throat> uh, his excommunication about uh, about the year 177 and the later decline of the sect that he led probably contributed to the opinion on speaking in tongues being moved to the unfavorable side. So people stopped doing it as much. So you get one crazy guy who spoke in tongues, and then everyone was like, "Oh, ruined it for everybody else." I also don't have a solid source to back what I'm about to say up, so please, a uh, grain of salt. But glossolalia can also be a symptom of mental illness in some cases, which has historic... I mean, that that makes logical sense to me. Well, and mental illness has historically been mistaken for demonic possession. Right. In which case, this could be considered one of those perversions of holy things that demons are known for. Yeah. Because yeah. I always associated speaking in tongues with being possessed by a demon, you know? Yeah, because aren't you supposed to, like, start speaking in in dead languages you're not supposed to Yeah, but... Which I guess isn't necessarily speaking in tongues, but, like, it's got the same energy. Yeah, because speaking in tongues uh, implies different languages, not so much a made-up language, but people kind of... It morphed into a very... I don't know. And I mean, how many people are fluent in dead languages and would be able to tell the difference? Correct. Like I said, that's just conjecture. It's just a theory I had. So, during later church history, glossolalia occurred in various groups, most notably during various Protestant revivals in the United States in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, which is where our girl Amy comes in. 
Um, These revivals resulted in the establishment of many Pentecostal churches in the United States, and subsequent missionary activities spread Pentecostalism worldwide by the early 21st century. Because if Pentecostals are anything, it's pushy. (laughs) So as you may have guessed from the name, and like Sarah guessed earlier, Pentecostalism is really big on the Holy Spirit, just as a concept, which is what is said to cause speaking in tongues per that whole thing with the apostles. So hence why speaking in tongues is recognized mostly now as a Pentecostal thing. And maybe evangelicals, but specific flavor is the Pentecostals. Yeah, I definitely associate it more with like the, I mean, evangelicals are loud, but (laughs) the, you know, the snake handlers and the Pentecostals and the people who are just really kind of taking it that extra mile. Yes. So that's kind of a brief walk through the history of speaking in tongues. Um, And now for a little bit of science before we do something dumb. So people tend to speak in tongues during intense religious experiences, and Christians often attribute glossolalia to a divine gift from the Holy Spirit, like we talked about. Uh, There have also been claims that glossolalia is a manifestation of anxiety or some sort of psychosis, a stress reliever, or even entirely made up like the lady that we heard at the beginning of this. Uh, So a study conducted by researchers at the University of Pennsylvania looked at changes in cerebral activity during bouts of glossolalia and found that there was decreased activity in the frontal lobes. Uh, These are the parts of the brain associated with controlling our behavior. So the implication is that when people speak in tongues, they are experiencing a loss of control, also like we talked about earlier. Right. The study also found that the tongue speakers, their words in the article, not mine, uh, we're not in control of the usual language centers that would be activated during normal speech, meaning they are just making sounds. It's not a language. But, like, scientifically, that, like, is a thing that could theoretically happen. Yes. It's not the Holy Spirit, but, like... You just kind of zone out and start making sounds. Yeah, I was saying, if you kind of lose control and you're not actively trying to... Or you're, I guess you're actively trying to speak words, but you can't actually form the right mouth sounds to do so. It can come out sounding like gibberish. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the the verbal equivalent of um, stream of consciousness writing. Yeah. Um, here is an article. I haven't pre-read this because I wanted to be just as surprised as you were. Oh, delightful. It's a WikiHow article called How to Speak in Tongues. Um, I know I'm chomping Griffin McElroy's flavor a little bit with this one, but I could not pass it up. I feel like this will be instructive for us all. Yes. Uh, You'll be a hit at parties. So, uh, yes, How to Speak in Tongues. Posted on January 19th, or last updated, January 19th, 2021. So this is recent information. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'm glad they're keeping this updated. Some people believe that speaking in tongues is a powerful way to pray and allow God to flow through your spirit. However, if you're like most people, you probably don't entirely know how to perform this particular prayer method. Fortunately, once you know how to create the right mindset and speak the right words, you'll be well on your way to speaking in tongues. I'm glad they acknowledge right up at the front of the article that it's basically made up. Yes. Uh, I mean, if that's how you want to, like, express yourself and express your devotion to the Lord, I mean, great, fine. But as long as we're all on the same page. Well, I know Ben Kissel has said multiple times that he got kicked out of Sunday school because he couldn't speak in tongues. Because <laughs> he's, he's bad at improv. <laughs> oh, poor kid. All right. That would be me. I would be way too self-conscious. Oh, yeah. No, I could never. 
So method one of three, creating the right mindset. Place faith in God's salvation plan at the forefront of your mind. Focus your mind on God and the Holy Spirit that God has filled you with. Speaking in tongues is believed to be an act of strong faith, so focusing your mind this way makes it much easier to successfully speak in tongues. It might be useful to concentrate on a mantra such as Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life to make it easier to focus your mind. 2. Study the Bible to learn what it says about speaking in tongues. You gotta learn from the best. Read and ponder passages in the Bible that discuss speaking in tongues, such as 1 Corinthians four, uh, chapter 14, verse 18. And remember that, according to some people, speaking in tongues is an ability that God grants people in order to pray and feel closer to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> some other passages to read include Acts chapter 10, verse 46a, Acts 2, chapter 4a, and 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. If other members of your church practice speaking in tongues, it may be help for you, helpful for you to talk about this prayer method with them. There's a warning. Oh, God. Warning. Speaking in tongues is a fairly controversial practice today, so be careful who you talk with about it. Some people may not be accepting of this practice. I mean, I don't think people aren't accepting. I think just some people might find it kind of silly. This is going to be a long mini, and I apologize to everybody, but also, this is very good. Part one. Section three, build the confidence in yourself to speak in tongues. I mean, they're not wrong. I think that's really what it takes. You got to really just commit to it and not feel ridiculous. One way to do this is to repeat a positive mantra to yourself, such as I am a child of God. God wants me to pray and be joyful. So I will speak in tongues to do this. That's not a very catchy mantra. No, it's not. Too many words. Four, create a distraction-free environment around you for best results. You may want to avoid being around other people if this would cause you any embarrassment. <laughs> I am going to start editing this on the fly because there's a lot of information. Okay, here's method two of three, making the right sounds. Here we go. This is the, this is the important part. This is part. the important part. One, start by making simple monosyllabic sounds. Make the first sounds that pop into your head and allow yourself to babble a bit. Try to do this as unintentionally as possible. In other words, don't try to sound out specific words or phrases unless they happen to pop into your head in the moment. This may seem a bit awkward at first and will sound like a baby babbling, but this is the point. I was going to say, that kind of sounds like exactly how you're supposed to sound. Uh, these sounds will probably be choppy and repetitive at first. Don't worry, this is perfectly normal. Step two, listen for repetition or hints in the sounds you're making. Pay attention to those sounds that you tend to naturally produce most frequently and focus on them in your babbling. <laughs> And do more of it. This may be the part of your natural prayer language. Those words and sounds that flow from your spirit the easiest. And not just the first thing that came to mind. Oh, this is good. Note any sounds that you make that seem to take you by surprise, such as a syllable or pair of letters you don't normally pronounce. These may reflect God communicating with you, so repeat these phrases to add them to your prayer language. Yeah, that's exactly it. Three, try praying those words or sounds that seem to pop into your head. This is a form of internal discovery that allows you to add your prayer uh, that allows you to add to your prayer language vocabulary and expand your ability to speak in tongues. These may be the words that God flows through your spirit and which result in your speaking in tongues. God will not cause your lips to move, which is why the babbling is important. However, God may cause certain words or sounds to pop into your heads. head. Tip. 
You can also do this with words that catch your eye on a daily basis. For example, if a word stands out to you on a billboard, try incorporating it into your babbling during your next prayer session. I'm just going to start yelling about Chris Lindahl. <laughs> that's all that's going to happen. That's a very niche joke for the people in Minnesota. Uh, and step four, ask for increased faith to reinforce your devout mindset. If you feel your faith beginning to wane during your babbling session, repeat a positive mantra like, Lord, increase my faith. This will help you stay in the right mindset for speaking in tongues and keep you from feeling discouraged. And now we have section three, avoiding common mistakes. <laughs> I love how you can speak in tongues wrong. One, note that God does not force you to speak in tongues. You don't lose control of your mouth or speech muscles when you speak in tongues. Instead, think of it more like God is telling you through your spirit what words you should speak. This misconception may be one of the reasons why some people look down on speaking in tongues. It is wrong to think that people speaking in tongues aren't in control of their own faculties. Is it a misconception or a revision? <laughs> some observation, I believe. <laughs> Try not to overthink or feel discouraged about speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues doesn't come easily, especially on your first try, so it's all too easy to begin to doubt yourself or your faith. This begins to happen, take a break from your session, and try again later after some prayer. <laughs> in between sessions, it might be helpful to pray to God in a more ordinary way and ask for help and guidance. How do I feel like the guidance would be, like, this is fine. <laughs> this, this is good. The final note, three, avoid talking about this prayer method with people who don't accept it. Some people hold very negative views of speaking in tongues, even with, with some even believing that it's a form of Satan worship. Talking about this prayer method with people like this may uh, cause you to feel discouraged or give up on speaking in tongues entirely. This doesn't mean you should avoid people who don't believe in speaking in tongues. Simply refrain from talking about this particular prayer method. This is mean, but don't give yourself away as a weirdo. <laughs> There's a wiki how on how to ask God for forgiveness, parentheses, Christianity. <laughs> that's, a, that's a different mini- Ooh. Is, say, is the Catholic one, like, go to a priest? Uh, f flagellate yourself, actually. It's just one step, flagellate <laughs> yourself, and then a picture of Paul Bettany and the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> um, now, here's some related wiki house just to close out the episode. Um, how to pray in novena. How to ask God for forgiveness. Christianity. How to get to heaven. Christianity. <laughs> how to accept Jesus into your life. Is the wiki how just the Bible? <laughs> I'll click on it in a second. Um how to fast as a Christian, how to consecrate yourself, how to live for Jesus, how to receive the Holy Spirit, parentheses per the Bible, how to repent, how to write a prayer letter to God, how to love your wife. Like he's Santa? Yes. Um, actually, the little picture is uh, like a letter and the um, address on it is to God, comma, Jerusalem. <laughs> that God lived in heaven. Jerusalem. Um, how to love your wife according to the Bible. How to... Uh, hmm, interesting. That could get weird. Um, how to cross yourself. How to put on the armor of God. And how to have faith in Jesus. A lot of real basic stuff here that may not need instructions. There are two methods on how to get into heaven. Uh, the last one, just to close the episode, number four, ple <laughs> pledge to follow Jesus for the rest of your life. Pass. We don't need to go to church. <laughs> if that's all you we need hacked to do. it. It's on the internet. <laughs> oh wait, the the first one, the very first thing on this list is believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I guess you don't need to believe in all of the other shit. You just need to know that God has a son named Jesus. I mean, that's basically the whole point of 
conservative evangelicals, right? You just got to believe in Jesus and the rest of the stuff in the Bible is optional. You know, the like the taking care of the poor and, you know, helping the stranger and all that. Well, guys, that's how you speak in tongues. That's a history of speaking in tongues. I uh, finally did a mini episode that I said I was going to do. So congratulations. Thank you. Sadie would be proud. She better be listening to this. Goodbye. We love you. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This is As Above, So Below.